Last night, the Dallas Stars got their first overtime win of the 22-23 season. And on today's episode, we'll be going back over that game and highlighting the biggest plays from the biggest players and even get some post-game sound bites from Miro Haskinen, Tyler Sagan, Niels Lundquist, and of course, Coach Pete DeBoer to get some insight on how the Dallas Stars were able to overcome some adversity and pick up a big two points against the Senators on Thursday. And to close out the episode, we will briefly talk about Saturday's matchup, the final game of the five-game homestand for the Stars as the Detroit Red Wings come to town, covering all of that and more on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bing bong. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Friday, December 9th. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, Thank you for stopping by and making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on audio only, you can follow on there as well. We are free and available no matter where or how you may choose to listen. Now let's jump into today's episode, highlighting last night's big win for the Stars and big for a lot of reasons. For starters, Dallas had never, not never, but they had not won a game over the Ottawa Senators since October of 2019 they finally get that monkey off their back the senators are a team that potentially has a bright future they have some good pieces but if we're being completely honest they are one of the worst teams in the league at the bottom of their division granted they might be in the toughest division in the league but despite the talent and despite what previous results in recent games would tell you the stars are better than the ottawa senators and they should be getting two points when they match up against them especially when they play at home and the stars were able able to do just that although it wasn't necessarily the prettiest game we've seen from the stars they found themselves in overtime yet again uh, it's kind of started to become a, a theme a little bit more recently with this stars team they needed uh, a, you know a hero to step up near the end of regulation they got that in Niels Lundqvist who we'll talk about a little bit later on in the show but then they needed another hero in overtime uh, second starting to wind down it seemed like we were headed for another shootout but then Enter Wyatt Johnston and Tyler Sagan. I mean, Tyler Sagan obviously deserves credit for scoring this goal. It was a very high-quality look, one-on-one, point-blank range in front of the net. Tyler Sagan versus Anton Forsberg. Sagan wins that battle. But really, the, most of the credit on this play has to go to the rookie, Wyatt Johnston, who continues to make big play after big play for the Stars this season. He goes and wins that puck battle and gets the puck to Tyler Sagan exactly where he needs it and sets him up for that eventual game-winning goal. And Wyatt Johnson just continues to make these insanely intelligent plays. Uh, High hockey IQ, making the the right move, winning a puck battle along the board and feeding Tyler Sagan the puck exactly where he needs it. I mean, that's a play you would expect to see from a Jamie Benn or a Luke Glendening or a Roddick Foxa, a veteran forward player 
on this team yet. Wyatt Johnston continues to impress uh, as a 19-year-old rookie on this team. Uh, and honestly, if you look at that play, you go back and watch it. If that play doesn't work, if White Johnson doesn't win that battle or if it's not a good pass, um, he doesn't win it cleanly and the Senators get possession of it, the, the Senators have numbers. Sagan had a lot of trust in White Johnson to kind of hang back and wait by the goal. And obviously the confidence paid off because it worked out for the team in the end. But I mean, you replay that situation and things don't go exactly according to plan and things don't go 100% right for the Stars in that situation. We could be looking at a different result for this game if the if the Ottawa Senators end up getting numbers in that situation. But enough for me for a second. Let's go ahead and go inside the Stars locker room and hear from Tyler Sagan himself what he thought about the game-winning goal, the play from Niels, and then we'll also hear from Pete DeBoer as well and his thoughts on the play and how big it was for the Stars to get this win in OT. I don't know. Um, had a play earlier in overtime where I think I probably should actually pass back left to Mush. Um, you know, just had in my head uh, mid-glove for the end of third in overtime and if we went through a shootout, so you know, things took over there. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have that... Uh, throughout most of the game um so yeah i mean it worked out when it counted there and uh you know glad we uh, survived that yeah i mean he uh you know that goal because of him was an unbelievable play um you know i know he hasn't been playing much overtime but he's you know earned it as of late last few games in those overtime moments and you know that was uh all of him i don't know it's a funny game i feel like i'm playing well the last couple of games and a lot of chances no finish and tonight i thought it was Score the winner, so um, yeah, definitely feel good. You know, we, we had a uh, some good things happen tonight. You know, despite how the game kind of went through 40 minutes, um, you know, I thought uh, our third was our best. Um, we won an overtime game. Tyler Sagan got a goal. You know, and uh, first one in a while. Um, Otter had a really solid game. I thought he was excellent. You know, there was some good things that came out of it despite the the first 40 minutes well johnny makes the play right he, he second effort to get a puck back and uh yeah great great play by a young guy that uh you know if he wasn't our best forward tonight he was in that conversation so that's a good good uh well deserved he deserved to be out there you know you know we, we haven't handed him anything um you know and i think that's that's the way it should be with young players uh at the same time, you know, you have to reward uh, him if he's playing better than other guys in, with situations, and, and that's been the case. That was a very big and very important goal for Tyler Sagan, who hadn't scored a goal since November 11th when the Stars were playing the Florida Panthers. And hopefully this is a situation, and you heard Coach DeBoer highlight this, uh, I mean, hopefully this is a situation where Tyler Sagan scores and he kind of gets the snake bite out of his system and he's finally able to start rolling again. Because when the season started, Tyler Sagan looked really good and he still has looked good on and off throughout this stretch where he hasn't scored. I mean, you look back at that game on Tuesday against the Maple Leafs and he had all those grade-A chances, like DeBoer said, just wasn't able to execute. And then, you know tonight or Thursday night rather Tyler Sagan maybe not playing his best game you you heard his words the first time I've ever had to censor uh, a curse word on this podcast because this is a a, a curse free zone but Tyler Sagan uh, a little less kind to himself about how he played but I mean at the end of the day he made a big play for his team uh, and you know buried the puck and put it in the back of the net and so the stars needed that they needed him in that moment and hopefully this is the start uh, of a hot streak for Tyler Sagan and he can kind of get back to being the Sagan that we know that he can be I mean because he's scored only five goals this season but they've all 
been big, and some of them have just been absolute beauties. So we know that there is still some you know potential with Tyler Sagan. He still can be a an excellent player for this team uh, and came up big for the Stars uh, on a night where they needed to get two points and they had to come, overcome a little bit of adversity. The Senators, you know, pushing back and, and giving chase like they tend to do when they play the Stars. Uh, you know, they hadn't won a game past regulation this season. They finally did that. They get, you know, that monkey off their back. And I, I think that's the same thing. Hopefully the Stars don't necessarily have to play a ton of more games in overtime, but it's inevitable that we're probably going to see it a, a small handful of times throughout the rest of this season. But hopefully getting that first post-regulation win is all they need to get a little bit of confidence and momentum going. Uh, and if they ever find themselves in that situation again, whether it's the near future or it's a little ways down the road, hopefully they'll be prepared. Uh, and they've seen quite a few different things and seen a lot of different looks. Uh, and so I think, if anything, this is just building experience and building character for this team to continue to fight even past the, the initial 60 minutes in uh, any given hockey game. So I think these games in overtime, while they're stressful, they don't always fall the way that we as Stars fans want them to. At the end of the day, uh, I think it's beneficial in making this team stronger uh, physically in some ways, I'm sure, but also uh, mentally and, and just the way that they continue to push one another and push themselves uh, to get the best result that they can for their team. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will talk about another key player, really key players in Thursday night's win. We'll talk about the top defensive pairing in Miro Haskinen and Niels Lundqvist right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening around the sports world. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day on this Victory Friday episode. The Stars getting the 4-3 to OT win over the Ottawa Senators. And a big part of that win, of course, the Tyler Sagan overtime goal, the sweet feed from Wyatt Johnston, but a few other key players in this game along the Stars' blue line. Niels Lundqvist and Miro Haskinen paired together for the second time in two games. Nils Lundqvist had been a healthy scratch for a few games at, at the end of November, start of December. Uh, Coach DeBoer opting for Joel Hanley just to give Nils some time off and was not necessarily pleased with what he was seeing from Lundqvist, who was still only 22 years old, still really, really young in terms of what is you know a pretty average lifespan in the NHL. Still kind of getting his feet under him. Didn't play a ton of games in New York with the Rangers and still is kind of fighting his footing uh, here in Dallas with the Stars. So had a few games off, was a healthy scratch, but he's been back. He returned to the ice on Tuesday against the Maple Leafs. Didn't do necessarily a lot there, but he made a huge impact on Thursday night. He, of course, scored the game-tying goal in the third period with around five minutes to go and also notched an assist on Miro Haskinen's second goal of the night. Got to give both of those guys a ton of credit for doing what they did. I mean, the top line and some other forwards made some nice plays, but as far as scoring, a lot of the heavy lifting was done from the Stars' blue line by what could potentially be maybe the best defensive pairing on this team. And I'm curious to see if the coaching staff, which I imagine they will, if they're going to continue to roll 
with this duo uh, whenever they make their rosters four games from here on out. Uh, I mean, because they looked really good together. Miro Haskinen just always playing with a ton of confidence on both sides of the ice. And I think that is starting to rub off a little bit on Niels Lundqvist. I mean, of course, a young guy, that, that's one of the most important parts in their development process. Of course, you want to see them develop those skills on the ice, but you also want to see guys like Lundqvist develop a little bit of confidence. And I think playing alongside Miro Haskinen, who's one of the best, if not the best in the business, that is a surefire way to make sure that happens. Now let's hear from both of these guys. Let's hear from Niels Lundqvist and Miro Haskinen and their thoughts on Thursday night's win and the big plays that they helped make. Obviously, very fun to get back in, and, and yeah, I think it's been been a little bit uh, of a bounce back, and I feel like I'm play, playing better, more active, and, and yeah, uh, obviously fun to to win the game tonight. So yeah, it was uh, really fun to be back in. Yeah, definitely, I tried to 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 walk down the wall there and, and, and trying to get a shot, maybe create a rebound, but luckily it, it went in. So yeah, I was uh, uh, very happy, and and, and yeah, obviously. Uh, uh, a big goal, so yeah, it was good. Obviously, it's always fun to to score goals, and 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 yeah, as you said, I had a pretty good opportunity there in the second where I probably should have scored, and and the the, the shot that went in should not have went in. So uh, yeah, it was obviously it, it gains some confidence, and 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 yeah, trying just trying to do my thing, and 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 yeah, keep it up. What have you learned about Miro playing uh, next to him? Yeah, obviously very easy. He's he's obviously a. Uh, a top defend, defenseman in this league and, and yeah, trying to take his back and, and, and learn from him and, and read off him. So yeah, he's been very good and, and uh, yeah, he showed today like he can can create by by himself and, and, and turn a game around by himself. So yeah, he's obviously an angry player. Oh uh, yeah, he was he was really good. Uh, good making making good plays and I think he was uh, he was good defensively as well. So yeah, it's uh, Great seeing that, and of course, it's a huge, huge goal for him too, so it's, it's great. Not to give myself too much credit, but I actually was thinking back to when the Stars signed Niels Lundqvist and was looking back at some of the episodes that were put out around that time, and actually kind of back in September, on September 21st, the episode that got put out, I, I somewhat called this a little bit and kind of anticipated that we might could see this pairing on the Stars' blue line. We could see Lundqvist, the right-handed defenseman, get paired with Miro Haskinen, who's a left-handed defenseman. You see Miro play on his natural side, and you see Niels Lundqvist play on the right side. And, and I, while I might not have been spot on in everything I said on that episode, uh, which we'll listen to here in just a second, I think that you know, myself and some others kind of thought with Niels Lundqvist, we didn't really know what we were getting from him just because the sample size was so small. But I think me and a lot of other people knew that there was certainly potential that if Niels Lundqvist continued to develop and grow his game, that he could play alongside Miro Haskinen and play at a high level. So let's go back in time to September 21st and hear what I had to say in a conversation with John Chick of Lockdown New York Rangers about the acquisition of Niels Lundqvist and what he could potentially do with Miro Haskinen. What what's special about Lundqvist with the Stars is that he's a right-handed defenseman, and if you look at the Stars roster, almost all of the defensemen are left-handed, including Miro Haskinen. And so there's even a possibility not only could he be top four if things really go well and he really has a nice camp and has a nice preseason, he very well could find himself on a top pairing with Miro Haskinen because you know he can provide a little bit of that offensive side, and then Haskinen, while hopefully taking a step forward offensively, can be a little bit more of the you know the pure defenseman, the guy that's going to make plays on the defensive side of the ice, while you know a guy like Lundqvist could take a little bit more responsibility as far as trying to play make and or shoot the puck. 
it's really cool now to see that we're possibly seeing, you know, what I talked about on that episode start to come to fruition and what other people have pondered on and thought about that if Lundqvist fully reaches his potential, he could be a very lethal player offensively. Of course, you want to see him play well on the defensive end too, but if he doesn't always play as sharp there, you have Miro Haskinen, who can, for the most part, pick up the slack. I know he actually made a very rare mistake that led to the Senators' first goal of the game, but I, I feel like that's a an anomaly in what has been otherwise a very good defensive season for number four uh, on the defensive side of the ice. And so I'm, I'm really a big fan of this duo. Again, the sample size of these two playing together is relatively small right now, but I have to imagine that DeBoer and the coaching staff are going to co- want to see more uh, from this pairing, Lundquist and Haskin and playing side by side, because I think they benefit each other greatly. And I think they both play at a high level. And of course, uh, you can't, you know, overstate uh, the, the amount of confidence that Lundqvist seems to get while playing alongside a guy like Miro Haskin. It's a really fun duo to watch, and I'm excited to see them continue to develop and grow together uh, as they likely will share more minutes here down the road and maybe even as soon as Saturday's game against the Detroit Red Wings. Well, we're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we will talk about that game that the Stars will play against the Red Wings, closing out the five-game homestand with one more visitor from the Atlantic Division. We'll talk about the Stars' big game on Saturday, a matinee game against the Detroit Red Wings, right after this. All right, we are closing out this week here at Locked on Stars, getting you ready for Saturday's game. The Stars will close out their five-game homestand against the Detroit Red Wings and a Saturday matinee, 1 p.m. puck drop. You guys know I've talked about it. I talked about it earlier this week. You guys know how I feel about those afternoon weekend games. Not necessarily my favorite, but the Stars have a great opportunity to close out this homestand on a high note and generate a little bit of momentum as they go on a very challenging and tricky road trip to the Metropolitan Division uh, after this. Uh, I mean, they've gotten so used to playing at home over the past several games, and now they got to go play some tough games on the road. Got a back-to-back in there featuring the New Jersey Devils. Going to be a, a very difficult road trip, but you got to focus on the games that are in front of you. And as of right now, for the Stars, that is the game on Saturday afternoon against Detroit. The Red Wings coming into this game are 13 Eight and five, 31 points, which is good for fourth in the Atlantic Division. They lost on Thursday, five to one at Florida. Uh, and the Stars are actually going to be the final game of a four game road trip for the Red Wings. So the Stars closing out a homestand and the Red Wings closing out a road trip here in this matchup. And you look at some of the numbers for this Red Wings team 19th in the NHL in goals for at 81. 16th in the league in goals against, also 81. The Stars only surrendering surrendering 77 goals this season. The Red Wings 19th in power play percentage at 21.9 and 13th in the penalty kill at 79.7. Pretty good penalty killing unit, but if you look a little bit deeper, you'll see that this is one of the most disciplined squads in the NHL. They're 30th in the NHL in time shorthanded. They've only been shorthanded 74 times, so they don't necessarily commit a lot of penalties. They don't rack up a lot of penalty minutes like the Dallas Stars tend to do. So this is a team that, one, it's not going to be easy to get them to commit penalties, so the Stars need to be mindful of that. But then even when they do commit those penalties, they're they're pretty sharp on the PK. So this could be a challenging game on special teams. Not necessarily the best power play in the Stars' penalty kill is continuing to dominate and play at an incredibly high level as they shut down the Ottawa Senators on Thursday night. 
But on special teams, it could be a little bit of a weird game. Hopefully the Stars don't give up too many opportunities to Detroit. And hopefully the Stars can find a way to draw a few penalties and get some looks on the man advantage because it hasn't looked necessarily great over the past few games. They've made good passes and gotten some good looks, but haven't been able to execute over the past few contests. And so we'll have to see what happens on special teams in this game. Should certainly be an interesting matchup as, again, Detroit is one of the most disciplined teams in the NHL this season. And overall, this this season for the Red Wings up to this point has been what I think many would consider a success given what the expectations were for them coming into this season. They were expected to make a jump and compete for a playoff spot under the leadership of their new head coach, Derek Lalonde, and they've done just that. Like I said, they're kind of hanging around that fourth, third spot in the Atlantic Division and certainly very much in the thick of a playoff hunt. And again, the Atlantic Division, which might be one of, if not the toughest division in hockey this season. They also returned a very solid roster with plenty of old returning talent, but also a few new faces sprinkled in. You, of course, have Dylan Larkin leading the way in scoring nine goals, 17 assists. Dominic Kubalik, who is a fairly new addition, 10 goals and 15 assists on the season. Philip Peronik, six goals, 18 assists. And then, of course, you have several other big-name players, some of them, again, returning to the Red Wings after playing their previous seasons, and a few new faces like David Perron, Andrew Kopp, Lucas Raymond, and 2022 Calder Trophy winner Maurice Sider. Tons of really good and young talent on this roster. Uh, I mean, it's really impressive what they've built. I mean, it's kind of been a slow build there in Detroit, but this season, if it's been any indication so far, they're finally starting to trend upwards and could very well find themselves in the hunt for the playoffs all the way through the end of the season. And I personally would not be surprised if they made it to the playoffs. I think they could be a potentially dark horse, dangerous team once they get there. I mean, they, they've really built a solid team uh, that, you know, Lalone can coach and, and they've found a way to utilize their guys, not necessarily the most dangerous offense in the league, but these guys can definitely burn you if they're on and they're having a good night. But it's not just the skaters on this roster that can burn you. One of the best surprises this season for the Red Wings has been the emergence of Vili Husso, who they traded for in the offseason. They traded with the St. Louis Blues and got Husso to come be the number one goalie in Detroit this season. And he is having a fantastic season. 11 wins, four losses, three overtime losses with a 2-5-4 goals against average and a 9-1-6 save percentage. Very solid numbers from Billy Husso. He's actually been on my fantasy hockey team this season. So even without watching that many Red Wings games, I personally have reaped the benefits of Husso having what has been a pretty solid season. And then not to be forgotten about, it, you know, the second string goalie on this team, 2021 Calder finalist Alex Nedeljkovic, who is 2-3-2 with a 3-9-7 goals against average and an 8-8-0 save percentage. Not the greatest numbers for Nedeljkovic, but still uh, a guy that you do have to consider. But if I were to guess in this game, I imagine that we will see Billy Huso as he probably gives the Red Wings the best chance to win this game. Curious to see how he performs against this Dallas Stars offense. But the key to this game is going to be the penalties. The Stars need to find a way to limit the amount of penalties that they commit. And they also have to find a way to try to get under the Red Wings skin and try to draw a few penalties out of them because the penalty kill, while it's good, I think you also have to factor in that they aren't on the kill all that much. So that doesn't necessarily allow that number or percentage to fluctuate. If they can put that PK to the test, I think the Dallas Stars can put up one, two, maybe even three power play goals if they get that many opportunities. Because I think that they're, you know, both 
power play units are hungry and they're ready to strike. It's been a little bit since they've been able to bury a puck on the man advantage and you know they want to get that opportunity in this game. But you also can't give this Red Wings team too many chances. Like I said, this roster, while it's not the most explosive offense in the league, you cannot let them get out to big leads because uh, this is a team with good goaltending and really solid forward play, really solid defenseman play. I mean, they, they can you know, keep the, their pedal, the foot on the pedal, uh, and, and really, you know, dominate a game, uh, when the time comes a little bit inconsistent at times, but you, you tend to expect that with a still relatively young team and a new head coach, but this should be a very fun game, despite it being played at 1 PM on a Saturday afternoon. I, for one, am looking forward to it. And one of, if you ask me, one of the better uniform matchups in the NHL, the stars, victory green mixed with the white and red, a nice little Christmas uh, color palette here for a mid-December NHL matchup, but all the Dallas Stars need to do is play hard both sides of the ice, try to get those special teams opportunities on the power play, give your goalie good support, and you'll find a way to get two points in this matchup and head to New Jersey with a little bit of confidence. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave us a rating or review if you like what you hear. You can just leave us a nice big old five stars. Helps the show out a ton. And you can find us on social media at Locked on Stars on both Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. And we'll be back here on Monday talking about Saturday's game, hopefully talking about a Stars win. And we'll be getting you ready for Monday night's game, the Dallas Stars traveling to New Jersey for a date with the Red Hot Devils. Going to be an interesting road trip, to say the least. But I hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Relax a little bit. And if you're going to the game, enjoy the game and be loud and cheer the Stars on to victory. But I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday. <laughs>